This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Ari Kagan. I'm the host of Things You Don't Need to Know, and this is OPP. Pod bless everybody, and welcome back to another episode of OPP, Other People's Podcast is America's number one podcast discovery platform that highlights your favorite podcasters and the dope shows they created. I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. Our special guest today is Ari Kagan, host of the amazing podcast, Things You Don't Need to Know. On this podcast, Ari talks with experts on defusing a bomb, landing an airplane, performing open heart surgery just to name a few. In this episode, Ari chats with me about his love of podcasting, we get his podcaster's picks, and of course, we get into his dope show, Things You Don't Need to Know. So, without further ado, allow me to introduce you to Ari Kagan. Ari, dog, how's everything, man? Good, good. How did I do on the intro? Dog, you nailed that joint, man. You nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> you- you were born to be a guest on OPP. That's how good you nailed it. How's your day going? Good. It's uh, it's finally warm here in New York, so it's been I've just been outside all day. But it's been it's I don't know. Next week it could be like forty degrees. So you're out in California, right? Yeah, but I lived in New York for a decade, so I just moved oh. out here recently. What sent you out there? Um, exactly what you were just talking about. <laughs> That weather, man, I was like, with, with the pandemic and the weather, I was just like, nah, I, I, if I'm being a pandemic, I need 70 and sunny. Yeah, no, it's 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 rough here, especially, I mean, through the whole winter was brutal, but I mean, I don't know, it's a price to pay for living in like the center of the universe, so. Exactly, man, exactly. I, just, I don't know. I don't know how many years I'll, I'll be able to put up with it, but we'll see. I, I do miss it. I do miss, not gonna lie, where are you from New York originally? Uh, I'm actually from upstate, but I've spent a lot of my formative years in in the city. I was in Queens for a little while, uh, and now I'm in the center of Manhattan. All the rent dropped, so I jumped on that as quick as possible. Hey, good man. Good man. Now, I watched this guy. I think his Instagram's in, Instagram or his YouTube page is like Cash Jordan or something. He just got I've heard of him. My roommate's always talking about him. Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy who goes into apartments, and he's like, this is a... crazy right yo i'm like really addicted to his content so does he do like a catchphrase at the beginning of everything like is this apartment like trash or yeah steal for the cash or something it's not it's not a catchphrase like that but it always implies something like that (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i've i've heard a lot about him i've never actually watched one of his videos but i'm gonna do it right after this yeah right right yeah it's it's a good listen man you know what It, it fixes my uh my new my new york nostalgia and the things that I miss about New York, he fulfills it for me. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. But tell me, so, so I'm really interested in meeting you, but for one, you kind of remind me if I, w- if I was younger, the type of creator that I would be. 
I'd be making YouTube videos. I'd be making podcasts. I'd be the super creative guy. Where does your creativity come from? Um, well, mostly I will be, I'll want to watch something or I'll want to listen to something and I will search around for it. And maybe I'm just not very good at searching for things, or maybe it just doesn't exist. Or I'll see something that I want to see a different way. And then I'll try to go and make that thing. So it's really like, um, how can I make something that I want to watch or that I want to listen to? And that's kind of my main goal in terms of making things. And I guess create creative, creativity, creativity wise. Um, really anything. I'm, I, people say inspiration can come from anywhere. It's a terrible answer to that, to anyone wanting to know how to make anything, but it's true. Like I'll think of, I, I really like Joe's pizza. I'm sure you've been there. Of course. Yeah. And uh, I, about a year and a half ago, I put my photo on the wall, uh, just snuck it up with a little bit of Velcro. And they, over the pandemic, did a bunch of renovations and took it down. So I don't know if they took it down because they knew that I wasn't really a celebrity or they took it down because they just happened to not put, uh, they just happened to want to put someone else up. But it's no longer there. So next week I'm going to go back and put them all up. So I don't know. That's, I, I like their pizza. So I figured I may as well do that. So I guess that's where my inspiration comes from. One thing I admire about you, Ari, too, is that, you know, even now being a little bit older, I think about like, yo, if I was young in my, in my teens or twenties, early twenties today, you know, would I have gone to college, right? Like, like how do young people see college and formal education today when you could be like yourself and build a brand around your content who you are and your creativity like how are you and how how is your generation you think um feeling about formal education that formal path um well i never went to high school i i dropped out of school in eighth grade hey, explain so explain that how how that come about uh i always hated school i hated the I always used to say that I hated learning, but that was not, that was, couldn't be farther from the truth. I just hated the way that we were taught, you know, like through textbooks and kind of just, it was boring. You know, I, if, if you're, if you're taught from a book and you're not allowed to experiment or try things like imagine doing chemistry, but it's all chemistry sounds like the most exciting thing until you realize that most of it is just equations. And if you can pair the two and, and, and you have a good teacher, you're going to have a blast in chemistry, in chemistry, but if you're just, you know, kind of, of course, I've never actually taken chemistry, so I really don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I like to imagine that if you have a good teacher, you're going to have a lot of fun. And if you have a bad teacher, you're going to hate chemistry. So I think it's all about it's all about who you get. And I think I just didn't get a lot of the right people. I had a few good teachers. I had a, I had a few teachers that I really liked. But uh, just overall, the school system is you kind of like you know, you're in elementary school, you get a good teacher for a year, you get them for every single class and you get to middle school and high school and you get like a new teacher every hour and some of them suck and some of them are, you know, just not terribly interesting and it, it gets boring and it just, it becomes frustrating and you almost feel like you're wasting all this time kind of pedaling along at whatever this, the state thinks you should learn. And to me, it was like, I knew that I was never going to do all these things that they that they're trying to force down your throat. Like I was never going to become a doctor. Like I'm Jewish, so maybe lawyer or banker, but, um, <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't, I was never going to do any of that stuff. And I knew that I was just not interested in it. So to me, it was like, I should just go after what I want to do. 
And I'd always hated school and my parents knew that. And finally, uh, well, I got kicked out of a local like private school. I was in public school and elementary school. And then uh, thanks to an inheritance that we got from my grandmother, we were able to afford a local private school. And um, actually it was my grandfather. I don't know if I said grandmother there, but then I got kicked out of the school because I would just skip class. And I taught a class once because we had an art teacher that tried to be a math teacher and it was just horrible. And so I got kicked out. And then I went to public school and public school that I knew was like one teacher and, you know, you go to recess and whatnot. And then it was like all of a sudden like a prison where you're locked in a cage and you've got 30 seconds to change your lock and get your book out. And I was like, eh, nah. And I left. And I think I had just been on it for so long that I hated it that my parents were okay with it. And they were also getting divorced. So it was kind of like, just let the fucking kid do whatever he wants. Like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was a, it was like a perfect storm, and I, I found a way to get out. Of course, I said I was going to be homeschooled and take online classes, which is a great resource that you have now that the internet's a thing. But I didn't do any of that. I kind of just I was really big into soccer, and then I started doing video, and I guess the rest is history. Yeah. All right. So once you leave school, like. Did you know instantly then, like, because a lot of kids just want to, like, at least for me, I would still be in kid mode where I want to mm -hmm. chill with the homies. You know what I mean? Like, I want to go to the mall or go to, I don't know, people go to malls anymore. That's how old I am. Yeah. But, like, you know, go to the mall or, like, you know, just still be a kid. Like, what was it like stepping into, like, an entrepreneurship, like, space so young? And, and did, did that come naturally? Uh, well, I kind of always had like little businesses throughout school and a lot of the schools didn't like that. Cause I would like, you know, I'd sell erasers and they're like, you can't sell an eraser for $3. We have them for free and, <laughs> uh, like duct tape wallets and all sorts of like usual, the typical like kid things that you'd sell. So I'd already done all that. And then I got into reselling sneakers. Actually, I, I got pretty into that, uh, with my friend, Zach, who I think was really a big influence on me. And he kind of taught me that whole industry, I suppose. And uh, I don't know, I've just always done it. And it just kind of was the natural thing to do. My uncle does venture capital. And I always thought like, that's such a cool thing. Um, but I don't know, it was just, I guess it was around me. And uh, there's Shark Tank and like, everyone seems to want to be an entrepreneur these days. I don't consider myself an entrepreneur, but I don't know. What, what do you consider yourself? I don't know. I don't, I don't like to classify myself for no reason other than that. I feel like, I feel like entrepreneurs have just become such a buzzword that everyone's like, Oh, it's entrepreneurship. And to me, I don't know. It, it just is. It's, it's a job. It's just another thing to do. Um, I really do think you're on the, you are a um, kind of a representative. When I think of this gener of the younger generation and how the younger generation will adapt to this new world that we're living in you know with technology this new economy that we're living in because the same the, the rules that work for my parents or your parents don't apply to us today right and i think like the millennial generation that i'm a part of we're like just we kind of walked into it like oh man we're getting screwed but yeah now the younger generations it's like they're used to this world now that that we're now living in what yeah. do you have any advice for 
people in your position and you, your age who are, you know, stepping into following their own path. Maybe we won't call it entrepreneurship, but we're calling paving your own road, <laughs> trailblazing your own way. Do you have any uh, advice for them? Yeah, I mean, I actually was having this conversation with my roommate a couple of days ago where I was, my argument was that everyone who's like 28 to 35 is the hardest. That's the hardest age to be in, the hardest generation to have grown up in because you straddled the technology era and you were kind of like, you were, you know, like 20, 23 when all these phones and stuff first started to come out. And that's kind of a weird jump because you you very much did grow up without the internet and without all of this stuff being a huge part of everyone's lives. Like the internet was kind of just going into everyone's homes. Like every, I think everyone had internet that I knew when I was like nine or 10. And even then I think was a little late, but we grew up, I grew up in like the middle of nowhere. So everyone had a personal computer at that point or was like realized that they had to get a cell phone. And uh, I, I know there are people who are like five years younger than me who are just like computer whizzes because they've just always had it. And right. it's, it's strange because I played with Legos and I like, right. that was what I did. And I, I'm like three years older than these people and they don't know what any of it is. It's very strange to me, but I can't imagine what it would be like for someone who's like 10 years older than me, who was, who grew up in that like transitional era. And I think that that's definitely the hardest spot to be in because you very much don't know. Like I, I'm sure everyone born today is going to grow up using Bitcoin and have Bitcoin wallets and their inheritance and Bitcoin and NFTs and all this. Like I, I hate NFTs. I just can't get over the fact that people are paying that much for like nothing. But <laughs> I, I don't get it, you know, but I think it's going to be huge. I think it's, I think people that's, I think that's what ultimately happened. And when the matrix came out in 1999, I'm sure people must've thought like, this is ridiculous, but I could see that happening. Like that just seems like the next logical evolution to me now. Wow. Uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to get to your podcast, things you don't need to know. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So, all right, man. So first tell me, uh, before we get into your show, how did you first discover the medium of podcasting? Uh, man, probably through YouTube recommendations of other podcasts. Um, I remember my dad used to listen to NPR, like when we were sitting in our driveway and I'd get angry cause it was cold and I wanted to go inside and he'd be like, let's just finish the story. And I think that's, I, I had to explain to someone who is 75 last week, what a podcast is. And I said, oh, it's just, it's like radio, but on the internet. And they got it immediately. So I think podcasts, as much as people like to say that they're new, are really very old. They're probably one of the oldest forms of uh, like the digital or analog media. Um, so I don't know, I guess they've always been around me, but probably my first recognition of an actual podcast was through YouTube recommendations and like, I don't know, probably like 
the H3 podcast because I used to watch them on YouTube or like, you know, Joe Rogan, it seems to be everywhere. So yeah, I think that was it. Things he's doing in the space. How, what's the origin story of how this show came together? Because I know you're also uh, working with Sony on this podcast as well. So how does this yes. podcast even come together to begin with? Uh, well, <laughs> the, well, I guess the, the truth is I'd, I'd always been making YouTube videos. When I say always, I mean like three years before the podcast started, but I'd been making YouTube videos for a while and I had like a decent library of them. And I was visiting my friend Leo in LA and his, his dad is John C. Riley, the actor. Okay. So <clears throat> Leo and I were hungry and we wanted to get, we needed to get lunch, but we didn't really want to pay for lunch. And uh, we also knew that his dad was shooting a movie set. So we figured we'll kill two birds with one stone. We'll visit the movie set. We'll see his dad and we'll get a free lunch. So we went to the set and um, you know, I met uh, everyone there and they were all super nice to us. And they let us watch all the monitors as everything was going on. Uh, and then uh, John said, why don't you go meet the director? So I go over and I'm, I shake the director's hand and he's like, hi, I'm Adam. And I'm like, hi, I'm Ari. And I didn't know that it was McKay at the time. I kind of just thought like, there's this director. It's, he's sitting in the chair. Like everything was pitch black because they were watching replays of stuff. I could see like eight or 10 shadowy outlines of producers behind him. And there's like a couple seconds of awkward silence after he's kind of, after I've introduced him and then I'm, they're kind of just like kind of looking at me and I'm like, does anyone else want to shake my hand? So then I met all the producers and uh, I didn't, I didn't find out that it was McKay until much later. And he, well, by, by much later, I mean like two hours later. And I was like, oh, I missed a chance to meet one of my favorite directors, like actually well knowing him. And uh, luckily he ended up seeing my videos and liked them and then had this idea for a show and uh, pitched me the podcast. And I was like, I've always wanted to do something that's dirty jobs, kind of like almost learning new things and, and trying new stuff. And I, I, I just had to take it. And here we are. What has this podcast done for you personally um, and, and changed your career or changed you as an individual? Uh, well, I was able to move to Manhattan, so that was nice. <laughs> that ain't bad. But uh, other than that, I think it's really working on just audio. I didn't really expect to have this change, but working on just audio has really ex expanded my um, just style, I guess. It's really altered how I've done even my YouTube videos. And I think it's it's really cool to be able to play around with stuff in the audio format because you can do pretty much whatever you want. So uh, we have an episode 10 coming out in three weeks called Trick Your Friends. And that is kind of the best example of, of what I'm talking about. And I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not going to say too much more. But just being able to really play around with the audio and just the, the format of it, you don't have to worry about. I, let me put it this way. I love getting up in the morning and not having to set up a bunch of lights. Amen to that. <laughs> this one, you know, I got one LED light right here. I got a ring light. It's actually not hooked up. A ring, my ring light right here, bam. That's it. That's all you need. It's, that's all, it's that's all we need. beautiful. And I'm using my iPhone as my camera. Right. I'm on a MacBook, so it's like 
I just open up the screen and boom. I don't even do video normally, so it's been nice. And for uh, for listeners who check out your show, is there something that you want them to walk away with? Maybe it's just like some uh, underlying message, or maybe it's just to learn something random. Maybe it's to have some fun. Is this, is there a, a, something you want them to walk away with after listening to your show? Uh, yeah, yeah. I want them to just have. I want them to come away thinking like that was interesting. Like that was a little different. That was fun. I like, I like people to have fun when listening to it. I kind of, I edit them almost as if they're a song. So um, I know if the problem with the, how the mixes are done is that you don't really hear it if you're not listening on headphones. So I listen to a lot of podcasts in the car. And if I'm, if I'm listening to mine in the car, I don't hear the music. So you really need headphones to get the full experience of mine because the music's a little softer because I don't want it to overpower anything. But um, I, I like to edit them as a song. So once, once, I've finished, once I've finished an episode, I want to think, let me listen to this again. And if I feel that way, then I kind of know that it's done. And it doesn't happen every week because you know we're doing 30 and it's just a grind to get them. But um, I know I've made a good episode when I want to listen to it again. Yes, and to everyone listening right now, the pace of the show is really, really awesome. It has a great pace. You're really funny. Like it's it's factual, but you have like nuggets of like there was um what episodes did I listen to? But you played like like it was like an America like fuck yeah song. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That, that was up. uh what episode was that? Uh, uh oh, take over uh take over the world. Yes, take over the world. Yeah, about risk. Yes, about risk. Yes. Yeah. That was so funny. And it was it was a little nugget that is going to be bust out laughing. So, all right, we've come into a part of the show called our podcasters picks. Now, I know you said earlier earlier that you don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm gonna put I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. No, but but give me give me three at least with the, with the streets are talking. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are the streets listening to right now? Okay, well, I I actually I do listen. I went on Pete Holmes' podcast about a month ago. It's not that episode isn't out yet, but I've listened to a lot of his show because I just like. I like listening to comedians on podcasts. So definitely uh, let's, is it, you, it's you made it weird with Pete Holmes. Okay. Um, then let me see, man, this is tough. I, oh, I just listened to one that I think was also produced by Sony. Uh, it was uh, Jeffrey Epstein broken, but it wasn't that. It was the power of the Maxwells. Yeah, yeah. And that one, I listened to that one. What I liked about that one was, Usually when you get like an eight episode podcast series, the first four are really good. And then the story kind of falls apart in the second four. Uh, maybe I haven't listened to enough podcasts, but that's just, I kind of lose interest after that. But I was kind of hooked through the whole thing. And I, you know, that one was really good. We actually had uh, Tara Palmieri on my show. It's not out yet. It'll be, it's about traveling to North Korea. So um, I, I liked that one a lot. And then let me see a third one. Hmm. I don't know. That's tough. The third podcast. I, d- I really don't listen to that many podcasts, to be honest. <laughs> and, and another thing, too, is it's challenging when you're a creator to listen. Like, and especially yeah. now with, like, with COVID and not commuting, I know one thing has been a challenge for me. My podcast time is now in the shower. Hmm. Interesting. That's, that's where I set like 
my 30 minutes of like getting ready for the day, that's podcast time. Because I used to have a commute and I have that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I like listening to podcasts, but at the same time, I, I went to the gym the other day and I thought to myself, like, I'm just not going to listen to anything. I'd rather just hear the weights hit each other. And almost just out of like peace because I'm listening to audio all day long. And right. I don't really listen to much music for the same reason. I'm just, I'm always hearing things and sounds and I just like, I just like the nature of it all. And, and just the, the, the peace and serenity of it. Of the weights clicking and clapping. Yeah, just <laughs> the normal, normal world. Yeah. Well, Ari, before we get out of here, my closing question for you is, why do you podcast? Oh man. Well, because they didn't give me a TV show. <laughs> there but, you go. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I make podcasts because I, I've never even thought about this. It just seems like the right thing to do. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. It, it, listen, man, I, I feel like uh, I stumbled across it and some things in life, you just, it comes in your life and you just go, this is right. Like, it, it feels good. I have a good time. I'm creative. As you know, that's kind of all, that's all I need. When, when I first went in, when we were developing the show in, in February, 2020, I went in for an interview. This was like right before the pandemic started and probably like the last two or three weeks before, you know, that one day when the NBA closed down and that was oh, when it kind of hit everyone. March 11th, March 11th. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the, the, it's just like halfway through the NBA games and, my friend was like, oh, this is actually serious. And then we realized that everything closed down, but um, sports bringing everyone together. Uh, but I, I went in and they were like, you know, what do you want to do for the show? Because they knew that they wanted me to make something, but we didn't really know what it was going to sound like. So they said, I, I, they sent me a few things to listen to. And I kind of came to the conclusion that there's really two types of podcasts. There's podcasts where people talk, and then they're or talk to each other, have a conversation. And then there's podcasts that are like a story. And I thought, why don't we mix the two? And why don't we create like a really like fast and fun version of that? And they basically wanted me to reinvent the podcast. And I thought to myself, that's ridiculous. How am I supposed to do that? I've never even made a podcast. And I'm pretty happy with, with the result. And I, don't, I can't say that I reinvented the podcast and I can't say that I created something entirely new because I'm sure someone else has something similar, but um, I'm, I like listening to it. And at the end of the day, I think to me, that's what matters. Man, all right. I'm a big fan of you, dog. Big fan of your story too. Uh, thank you. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think listeners of the show are going to be a big fan as well. Thank you so much for being a guest on OPP. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of OPP and to our special guest, Ari Kagan. Be sure to check out his amazing podcast, Things You Don't Need to Know, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is produced by Justin Richards. Music for this episode is produced by Richie Quake. And are you down with OPP? If so, be sure to check out opp.news for the latest in podcast news and releases. And while you're still listening, how about giving me a five-star rating in the Apple app and leave me a comment? It'll truly mean a lot to me. 
Well, with that being said, I'm your host, Corey Cambridge. God bless everybody. Till next time. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.